Good morning, afternoon, evening. Minimal editing this time. Welcome to the Royal Deluxe Podcast. It's going to be a bit of a short episode, hopefully, in anticipation of opening day, which is going to be in a couple hours, and I'm about to leave to go to opening day. So that's why this podcast is going to be a little bit shorter and maybe not as great quality. Sorry for the clicking. Uh, it's just going to happen a little bit this time. Hope you don't mind. Ho- hope ho- hope we can understand. But And then I've just got a text message. Cool. So today, just in anticipation of opening day, I thought there was actually a, a couple of things to talk about. Um, just just in anticipation and a little bit and in excitement for opening day. Because uh, uh, there is one thing that happened with the Royals, which um, I find very fascinating and, and, and kind of fun. Um, so... It seems overnight, um, Whit Merrifield kind of got a, they, they're, they call it, you call it a, you can call it a contract rework, right? And I guess that's fair to say, but in a way I kind of call it a pseudo extension because in a, in a weird way, that is what it is. Because if you remember back in 2019, we kind of announced that Whit Merrifield was extended, but it wasn't like really an extension it was basically just he got a guaranteed salary for the four years that he had which would be his arbitration years i don't know if he'd actually be in eligible for arbitration in 2019 but in any case you know we gave we gave him a salary for those four years that he was going to be on the team before hitting free agency anyway and then there was a team option attached to it so it it could have been an extension if that team option was exercised and so Last night, they announced that he – they basically gave him a, a salary for next year. I guess you can kind of say they um, exercised the team option, but just with a different salary. So retroactively, it's an extension to Whit Merrifield, but, you know, you, you have to apply it retroactively. So it's, it's, it's just kind of weird and strange. And then there's another option that is attached to 2024, which I find very interesting. So – what the Royals did for Wit is they, um, they basically just extended it, or they didn't extend. They gave him a bit of a better salary for this year because weirdly enough, Wit Merrifield was going to be making less than three million dollars <laughs> this year. He just, <sighs> Wit is just like the most charitable person in the world, or or something, because he just willingly decided to have his 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 higher paying years in 2020 and 2021 because in 2022 that was sorry I just got another text message all right and I'm this is just my anyway where was I so yeah the, the, his higher paying years being 20 and 21 because after that that's when the big salaries that we had like the Danny Duffy contract Salvi's first or I guess it was actually technically his second contract. You know, all that stuff would be on the off the books. Gordo was off the books after twenty after twenty actually twenty nineteen. And then Ian Kennedy was off the books in twenty twenty, I believe. So that was when the payroll would be like completely erased. And so we would be more willing to spend, but I guess he just didn't want to take up any space on the payroll whatsoever. So he willingly allowed himself to be getting less money in twenty twenty two. However, the Royals said say that he's going to get seven million this year, as opposed to two point seven five, 
because 2020, <laughs> when he was supposed to get like six or seven million, that was the COVID season. And so instead, he just kind of like, you know, he got whatever the prorated salary was. It was like 35% of that. So I guess the Royals just felt bad about that. And we're like, hey, sorry about that. That that was that was kind of a not great for you, probably. So here you go. Here's the actual salary you deserve. Once again, applied retroactively, kind of like this weird pseudo extension. And then I think next year, I think that's going to be like the $2.75 million salary, but then there was like $4 million in incentives, so it could go up to six or seven million again, which you know, it's like it's like pennies, honestly. It, it it's like it doesn't matter. I don't know why they don't just give him seven million automatically anyway. But then, what's really interesting is that in twenty twenty four, there's a mutual option for eighteen million dollars, which is insane because that's like that's more than what this uh four year sixteen million dollar original extension was. I mean, I guess if you include the the team option, it was you know 26 or 27 million although i think technically he 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 comes away with this with overall less so you know maybe it was like 24 million but still it's like suddenly in 2024 when wit's going to be like 35 they're like yeah here's an 18 million dollar option which the royals themselves don't have to take it's a mutual option wit wit has every right to take it and like seriously i don't know why he's not getting 15 million a year as it is i mean if you want to take like war to dollars all that seriously yeah he should probably be like a at least a 10 million dollar player at this point he's worth three war uh, at minimum basically but i don't know in two years that's when he's gonna get i guess the salary that he's actually due for that that he's actually worth i don't know man it's very strange but it's fine and it's fun it, i don't know i think wit's at the end of the day wit seems to be the one doing this like like I mean, he's the one who allowed any of these deals to happen in the first place. He's the one signing the contracts. He's the one who, like, literally just said outright, like, yeah, I helped the Royals structure this contract so that it doesn't really interfere with the payroll in years where they might spend more money, you know? Um, although, I guess the, the $18 million mutual option kind of throws that out the window, but uh, I don't know, dude. <laughs> it's just, it's strange, but it's fun because I love Whit Merrifield. I think you know, now that Danny Duffy has left, I think Witt might just be my favorite Royal now. I, I think the team is better when he's when he's around. I really enjoy him. He's just, you know, and, and honestly, it's kind of because he seems to be, like, so charitable and so, like, forgiving and easygoing with this organization that, you know, I, I just really appreciate that he's around. I mean, hell, if if, Witt, if we didn't have wit, then 2018 and 2019 would probably have been like 110 lost seasons or something. It would have just been, you know, worse than 2005. So, yeah. But seriously, though, it still just kind of makes me wonder, like, man, why does wit, wit put up with us so much? Why does he do this? Like, he got screwed out of 2015. You know, that's a, that's a well-known thing about him. Like, he was he got called up in 2015, and then last minute, they're like, never mind. And he stayed in the minors forever. Team won a World Series. Finally, he comes up in 2016, but that's when, you know, the party's over and everyone's leaving. You know, it's like he shows up. He's like he gets an invite to this birthday party, this super awesome private birthday party. And he's like, he shows up. He's got an invitation. He shows the guard out front. He's like, hey, here's here's my invitation. Let me in. But the guard's like, uh, I, I don't see you on the list. 
I don't see you on the guest list. So no. How, how about no? And then, you know, sometime later, the, the actual host is like, oh, wait, yeah, sorry, this is just a big misunderstanding. You know, please come in. But then he comes in and like, everyone's like already leaving, you know, the DJ left. So they're just playing some stuff off Spotify. Nothing's really going on. Everyone's just kind of chilling. Basically all the food's gone or, or is getting put away. You know, he, he comes up and talks to some people. He's like, Oh, Hey guys, what's going on? And they're like, Oh, Hey, wit. Hey, you know, sorry. Like really not trying to blow you off, but you literally just caught us as we were walking out the door. Like, you know, I'm really sorry about that, man. Just text me later. And you know, he's still just coming away being like, yeah, this party was great. <laughs> this was awesome. I, I'm so glad I came here. Uh, that that's what Wit, that's what Wit is doing by uh, just staying with the Royals and just <laughs> accepting four million a year on average. I don't know, man. I don't get it, but you know, it's what he wants. It's what he seems to be comfortable with. I mean, he it, he he hasn't he isn't like you know bury me a royal like Danny Duffy is, but he's just kind of like yeah, I I I prefer to stay here. I think it's cool here. So I, I appreciate that. You know, Whit Merrifield, hell of a guy. Love him. I would love to see him stay as long as possible, especially if we're going to go to the playoffs. Whit, Whit deserves the world. I want the best for Whit. And maybe the best for Whit is just what Whit wants. So that's it. Um, so that's what happened last night. Now today, we've got opening day. And let me tell you, I don't think I've ever been so excited for the start of a season ever, you know, we've had some exciting seasons in, the, in, in, over the past few years. And I would say my, my excitement has gotten a little bit, it has increased a little bit, you know, in 2020, I was just happy to have baseball no matter what in 2021. I'm just like, yeah, things seem to be a little better. Cause we've got better players. We've got Santana and Ben and Mike minor, you know, but then this year it's like Zach Greinke is coming back and he's pitching opening day. And then we've got the number one prospect in baseball starting and batting second, Bobby Witt Jr., most likely, most possibly the best prospect the Royals have ever had. That's what we we get to see. It's his MLB debut. It's the first ever game with the Cleveland Guardians. It's like, man, if there was ever a time to go to opening day, this is the time. Like, I'm so glad I'm going to opening day. You know, I'm so glad my dad, who isn't even a Royals fan, like, he, he honestly couldn't care less about the... I mean, he'll, he'll like, appreciate, you know, the things that are going on. Because I'm, I'm telling... I'm getting him hyped up for Witt Jr. I'm like, yeah, this guy's going to be, like, the... This guy's the new Alex Gordon, if not better. He's going to be... He's going to be the new George Brett, honestly. So, you know, he can get behind that. He can accept that. But... You know, he's the one who re who was like super insistent that we go to opening day, even before we signed Granky, even before we knew about the the Guardians. He just wanted to go to opening day, just no matter what. It could have been, you know, Royals just traded Salvador Perez and Whitmerfield, and you you know, our starting pitchers. Like, how how old is James Shields at this point? I know he retired, but still, you know. It's just like, there's nothing here. Go go home, everyone. Witt Jr. is a bust. He's not even in the top 100. We, you know, everything sucks. But he still would have insisted on going to opening day for some reason. But I'm super glad we're going. Um, yeah, so I'm just uh, really excited to see that. So the lineup today, 
Um, Royals have announced it. It's Whit Merrifield at right field, batting leadoff, obviously. Whit Jr. at second. I think this is, like, not only are, are they are they starting Whit Jr. opening day, which in and of itself is a nice statement, okay? And I'll get to that in a second. But he's batting second. It's not even like... Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have Bobby on the team, but you know we'll you know n- no pressure or anything. We'll have him DH at the number seven spot or something like. No, they're just like, yeah, he's immediately going to bat for us. I mean, right after Merrifield because Merrifield's always our, our leadoff guy. Whit Whit Merrifield is the leadoff guy, right? But then Whit Junior, it's like, yeah, that is just a statement by the Royals right there. Um, Benintendi is batting third, which is. You know, interesting, and I guess I don't mind it, because, I mean, you got Merrifield and Witt, who are both, I mean, Witt's especially speedy, or at the very least, just a really good base stealer. So, yeah, why not have Ben and Tendy, who can just smack doubles all around, you know, get those guys home. Then you got fourth, batting fourth, Salvi, you know, just monster, power hitter, can get all those guys home. Then Santana, first base, uh, batting fifth. You know, li- I like that. Dozier DHing, I-, I I like that. Dozier should probably just DH as much as possible at this point, or play first base. I I, I like Dozier at first base, and he seems like a-, a competently defensive first baseman. But again, like defensive metrics, just like put a barrel to that or something like that. I don't know, but anyway, I'm fine with that. And he's batting sixth. Mondesi batting seventh at shortstop also seems fine. Like we want Mondesi to be better. I I don't understand why he's starting at shortstop. I think he should just be. I think, honestly, you know what? Maybe Mondesi should be DHing or something and then have Dozier play. Then have Dozier play right field and then Merrifield second base. And then Nicky Lopez at shortstop. I think that's what they should do. I mean, if they're going to have this kind of lineup, if they're going to try all these options. It is kind of a it is kind of a jam because I, I think Santana at DH would be more preferable. It's, it's just so weird. I mean, I guess they could try Mondesi in right field, but... I don't know, man. It's it, it's kind of strange. It's kind of a jam, but it is what it is for now. Um, Michael A. Taylor starting uh, in center field, batting eighth. Makes sense. You know, I kind of said Michael A. Taylor shouldn't start that many games, but he should at least start opening day. You know, he's he's the gold glove winner on the team. Might as well. Plus, he had <laughs> – remember last year's opening day where he hit he, – he, I think he hit two home runs or something hit a, and then hit a double. Well, like th- went like three for five and also had two outfield assists or something like that. Just had like the most insane debut ever. Um, so that was pretty cool. So maybe we, he can do that again. And then Nicky Lopez batting ninth at second base. And, you know, Lopez batting ninth works. You know, I know some people are just like, oh, Lopez is a better bat than that. But the number nine hitter, that's kind of something that's changing in baseball. The number nine hitter no longer goes to the worst hitter on the team. That's the number eight hitter at this point. Number nine, Lopez at number nine works because, you know, you get him on base and then immediately after you've got Merrifield batting after him. So, you know, Merrifield can get some more contact and then get Lopez over or something like that. So I I think that works. I like Lopez batting ninth. Um... You know, him batting second last year was great as well, but now we've got Bobby Witt Jr., who should, who should bat second. I, I like that. I also like that they're starting him at third. I know, he, you know, we it, being third isn't as sexy as shortstop, right? I get that, but also Nicky Lopez should be the starting shortstop, but he's not. Instead, it's Modesty, so <laughs> whatever, dude. I, I, you know what? Maybe I would rather see Modesty at third base and then just have Witt at shortstop. I mean, might as well. 
I don't know, man. It, it's strange, but what what do I know? I'm just a guy on the internet with a microphone. I'm not a major league manager. I don't decide the lineup. I don't have any influence on the lineup. I don't know the numbers or whatever other decisions are going into this. So, um, yeah, Zach Greinke takes the mound. Really excited to see him again. Um, just hoping for a nice, awesome game from him in front of uh, the home Kaufman crowd. For I mean, I know he's played in Kaufman a couple of times. I think he played... I actually think he played here last year. I think when the Astros came to KC last year, Greinke got a start. Um, I also remember he... I think he was, a, like, the last... Um, he pitched... He started the last game of the season in 2017 because we played the Diamondbacks to end the season for some reason. Uh, whatever. But, you know, Greinke just being in Royal Blue for the first time since, I think, 2010. You know, just... Just just, just, just hoping for a nice, good game from Greinke. I think that would be absolutely wonderful. Unfortunately, the the Guardians are sending out Shane Bieber, who crushes us. Uh, Shane Bieber is just... I mean, this dude is just one of the best pitchers in baseball. I, I, I mean, I respect the hell out of him. He, I think, was injured last year. I don't remember what I don't know what happened or remember what happened. He made the All Star game, but only had ninety six innings pitched. So I feel like he just missed the second half for whatever reason. So uh, that's a little unfortunate. But and also his spring training was actually kind of bad. Two starts, thirteen point five ERA. I don't know, but he's still the opening day starter for the Guardians. And you know we know how we know the Guardians just pump out. You know, they just print pitchers like crazy. So it's like, I'm sure, I'm sure they're still confident that Bieber's still got it or, you know, whatever issue he had, injuries or whatever, you know, it's probably fine. Um, But, you know, just, you know, I just have like war flashbacks of 2020 when he was just absolutely untouchable. I feel like he should have won MVP in that, in that season. I know it was like a weird 60-game season, but I, I also feel like because it was a weird 60-game season, he was just overall the best player. Um, I, I know I know MVP was just kind of like a weird dice roll for that year, but still, I thought Shane Bieber was just the biggest difference maker in the league. I think he should have won it, but whatever. Um, he was absolutely insane in that year, and just in general, like I said, he just seems to crush the Royals. He is a Royal killer. I look forward to seeing him the least out of anyone in this, at least anyone in this division, aside from maybe Lucas Giolito, who's also just a Royals killer for the White Sox. But, um, yeah, hopefully, hopefully we can squeak a game out of here. Hopefully we can make the Cleveland Guardians a, a career winless team, a, a historically winless team for one day. That would be awesome. But whatever happens, happens. Just excited to uh, start this season, excited to get things going, and excited, you know, as always, to be sharing it with you. I'll be here kind of chronicling everything that happens, at least whatever I can see that happens, whatever I'm around for. But in any case, I'll see you again either later on tonight or tomorrow for a post-game recap, and then the regular season will officially begin. So, once again, I am Lux. I hope you enjoyed listening. Thank you very, very much for making me a part of your day. I would love to hear from you. You can contact me at royaldeluxepodcast at gmail.com or follow the Twitter account at royaldeluxepod. Shout out to the KC Royals subreddit, r slash KC Royals. If you're not on there, you should get on there. Talk to everyone on there. Great people. We've got game threads going. Probably got a game thread going for today. It's a lot of fun. Lot, lot, lots of lots of fandom and lots of love. Just excited to watch the Royals this season. 
So once again, I'm Lux, go Royals.